Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've spent two weeks uh, talking about wisdom and uh, you've been basing these talks in the book of Proverbs. But today, Colin, you're promising to take us to the New Testament to see uh, to see where we can find the same message there. Oh, most definitely. In fact, it gets even more wonderful in the New Testament. First of all, we're going to look at Romans 11 verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? Now, those of you who know the scriptures know that that is actually a quotation from Job, but it's there in the New Testament. And it's after Job has finished with all his comforters and right at the end of the book, God reveals himself to him. And Job comes to this conclusion that it's not all the advice of men that is the real wisdom that I need, but how how great, how deep are the riches of God's wisdom and and how unsearchable are his judgments. Amazing words after all he went through. Absolutely. But you see, Paul quotes these words in the New Testament because he knows how appropriate they are. Um, And then Paul sort of concludes by saying, For from him, that is from God, and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Now, let's just keep with this personification of wisdom for a moment. For from him, from wisdom, and through him and through God as our wisdom, and to him are all things. Now, what's that saying? Well, everything that we do, even as Christians, you see, is to be done in the wisdom of God and therefore for the glory of God. And Paul, this same Paul, when he's writing to the Corinthians, he makes this amazing statement. It is because of him, because of God, that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. So here we have in the New Testament, we're no longer in the book of Proverbs, we're no longer actually in Job, but here we have in the New Testament this amazing revelation that the God who created through the word, through Jesus, through him all things that were were made, the wisdom that existed therefore even before creation, that word of God now becomes man. And so he is for us the wisdom from God. 
in wisdom God sent him to be the savior of the world. And so Jesus Christ is our wisdom from God. He is therefore our righteousness. We don't have a righteousness of our own even before God, but he is our righteousness. He is our holiness. We can't create a holiness of our own. He is our redemption. It's through him that we have been purchased for God and made acceptable in his sight. So everything in our lives today begins and ends with Jesus, and he is our wisdom. And then we, we, um, we can turn to Colossians, where Paul talks about Christ being the mystery of God, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And what have we been looking at these last two weeks in the book of Proverbs? How wisdom is more precious than gold and silver and rubies and precious stones. That we are to desire wisdom above all things. And you see, <clears throat> if we look at that in a New Testament context, it's to desire Christ above all things. To know that we have wisdom in our hearts because Christ lives within us. And he is our wisdom from God. And in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So even in the New Testament, you see, this wisdom is the treasure that we have. Interesting that you're using these words, as the Bible uses these words, treasure and rubies and so on, because we're living in times of economic uncertainty when all these things were in danger of losing so much. What, what has this got to say to us about that? Well, a time of recession is always a time when people need to evaluate their lives, re-evaluate their lives, and a lot that have been trusting in their material wealth sees that wealth disappear or, or at least decrease. And that can produce anger and resentment and bitterness and all kinds of negativity. But often it is in trying circumstances like that that people begin to evaluate their lives and say, well, what is my life all about? Is my life my possessions? And it's been said that, of course, we, we don't possess our possessions. Our possessions possess us. And there's, there's quite a truth in that. Um, so what happens when you see the value of your possessions decreasing? It, I think, prompts people, or can prompt some people at least, to ask the question, well, what really is of value? Is my life simply valued by what I possess? Is my life simply what is in my bank balance or the size of the house that I have and the value of it? Life has to be much more than that. And the real treasure that we as Christians have are not our possessions, not our material wealth, but Christ in us, the hope of glory. He is the real treasure. 
and the life of his kingdom because Jesus likened the kingdom to treasure that was hidden in a field which a man found and then went and sold all that he had so that he could buy the field and therefore possess the treasure. And this helps us to come to a re-evaluation and a right evaluation of what is really important and significant in our lives. And we see it actually has got nothing to do with material wealth. The, the amazing thing is that we have seen that God promises that when we walk by wisdom, he will cause us to prosper materially as well as spiritually. So when we go through economic hardship, that's a good time to get back to the wisdom of God. And in his wisdom, he will not only bring us through to a place of obedience to him, but he will also bring us through the trying and difficult circumstances and into the wealth and prosperity that he desires, both material and spiritual. So re-evaluating everything can actually be a very valuable experience. Absolutely. Um, all God's purposes in our lives are effected through repentance and faith. That's what Jesus makes clear. He began his ministry by saying, the time has come, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. So what does this say to us in relation to wisdom? Well, we need to repent of foolishness. We need to ask God to forgive all the things we've said and done that have been in opposition to his will, uh, all that has been the fruit of dependence upon self rather than dependence upon him. And dependence on self inevitably leads to failure. Dependence on the Lord always leads to success. So God will bring us through whatever comes against us, whatever difficulties we're in. His wisdom will prevail. And therefore, it is so important that we take all these scriptures we've been looking at the last two weeks really seriously that we will not only desire wisdom, but we will allow God to give us that wisdom in our hearts. Therefore, we will store up his commands within us. Therefore, we will keep our focus on his word, that our hearts will be full of the revelation of his word and of his truth, so that our hearts will be a wellspring of life, so that we will have his life operating in us, and health for our whole bodies, and that that life, that truth, that wisdom will flow out of us like a fountain of life for others. So let us all say goodbye to foolishness. We're not going to make any more foolish decisions, but we're going to see that our hearts and our lives are lined up with God's word, that we're walking in wisdom, and as God promises, wisdom will protect us, wisdom will lead us, wisdom will cause us to prosper, and wisdom will take us through to Christ's victory. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 